Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends, Ek Two Fly, Eric Trembicki, and Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Money in the Bank. Review show. I guess we're going to do a bit of double or nothing preview. As we should. Yes. It's it's the only reason Eric's here. Yeah, (laughs) right. The only thing he wants to talk about. I came to cut a promo. (laughs) Uh, The only thing I want to get to first, well, I have two things I want to get to first. First thing is, obviously, as always, subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review. And... Something that we never do on this show. I feel like this is a very like typical, generic, like sports talk radio thing or general media thing. Naming like a winner of the week. Uh, it's something we don't do on this show. But I have a very specific winner in the wrestling world this week. It is not someone that you will expect. <laughs> will we expect it? Because I already got a guess on who you're going to say. Give me your guess. Because I, I our truth. No, but he, he was close. Well, okay. he, was, he was just so edged good. out by someone else, and that someone is Cardi B. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if either of you saw it. I'm guessing you haven't. I'm gonna wait till Eck puts his headphones back in <laughs> to explain this because I want him to know why. There is a very specific reason, and I think you both will appreciate it. Well, what is that with Becky Lynch? No. So there was a video that she posted. Where she was like, I don't know if she was in like a dressing room or whatever, but it was like, just like the, the most generic looking room. And I don't know if she was freestyling or if it was her own song, but somebody tweeted, you know, I think tweeted with that tweet, like, why is Cardi B rapping in the SmackDown slash Raw, like general manager's office? Which I popped for I because that is what it looked I like. It was like the little plant in the background, but that's not even the best part. The best part is a few hours later, she quote tweeted that tweet. Like, why is she rapping in the SmackDown slash Raw general manager's office with, uh, in all caps, I lie, I cheat, I steal. And yeah, I was like, oh I my saw. God, Cardi, you have won the week in the world of wrestling as far as I am concerned. The fact yeah, that. Now that part, I saw. Yeah, the fact that she had like a comeback for someone. You know, clowning her, saying she looked like she was in the Raw SmackDown GM's office. That she came back at all, but that she came back with, like, Eddie Guerrero, I just thought was excellent. And I felt like I needed to make mention right at the beginning of the show. Now, for the listeners at home, um, Josh Prepagina's mother's child, (laughs) myself and Ron were in a group text today. And Ron sent multiple Cardi B gifts. (laughs) So he's on a high of all highs with her right now. So a little, little comical. Yeah. Well, she, look, I, I like Cardi. I think she is like a very uh, funny and entertaining person. 
I think she's like very talented. I think she's made something of herself when a lot of people in her situation probably wouldn't have. And that I just thought was like too good not to mention on the show. Like I lie, I cheat, I well, steal. You should have pulled up. <laughs> you should have pulled up three weeks ago when she was in Delaware. We could have got you in. Yeah, I didn't know she was in Delaware. Maybe I have to I'll have to keep uh, an eye out on her tour dates from now on. She was working at Baby Mom's job. Yeah, doing something. Oh, out. really? Yeah, she yeah. texted me. He's like, "Yeah, we got the plug. We got the plug for you." Damn. Yeah, I wish I would have <laughs> known. I would have loved. So, money in the bank. Okay, money in the bank. Uh, obviously, I think the the biggest story is who won the money in the bank briefcase. And that man is Brock Lesnar, who I know the three of us are tired of. I know almost everybody listening to this is tired of. Alo said he believed that Brock was going to interfere in the championship, the WWE championship match. I would have much preferred that than this. Uh, I'm also going to be honest about something real quick. I have not watched the pay-per-view. I canceled my WWE Network subscription (laughs) on Sunday night. I'm actually glad that I thought of this. I forgot to write it in my notes. The best part, so I knew you would pop at the idea of me actually canceling it because I've threatened it a couple times. Um, And even without it, I know if there's anything I need to see, I can find a way to see it. But my favorite part about canceling they there was like eighteen hoops to jump is. through before you could before you could cancel. They ask you numerous times, like, "Are you sure we'll give you a free month? You don't want to miss out on the next pay per views." And the pay per views listed the things they said, "I don't want to miss out on Super Showdown." Who gives a shit? <laughs> Stomping Ground. Who gives a shit? And Extreme Rules, my least favorite of the pay-per-views on the roster. None of those three will convince Extreme me to Extreme Rules, around. live from your hometown. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot it was here. Um, and they Is give Stomping Ground a new show? Yeah, it's replacing Battleground. Oh, Backlash. Backlash, okay. Um, so the other thing that I loved about it is they give you an option to say, like, why are you canceling? And, of course, I, I'll, I'll send you guys. I actually took pictures of my macbook screen i'll have to send it to you guys but i selected the one of like i'm disinterested in the the storylines characters etc of of wwe programming uh what did you think it was going to be alo oh no because somebody posted today that they canceled their subscription too and there's a picture of sasha banks oh really <laughs> yeah i didn't get quitting, that one of the quitting <laughs> screens that's what they were going to talk about i didn't get that no although i would have i might have kept my subscription if they did that <laughs> I would so, have to respect that. But I, I do find it's funny that we try to cancel it. Like it's like those magazine subscriptions that you that you inadvertently sign up for. Like I don't know if anybody has the Fye thing, where um you get the the um the Fye membership, but then like you go on these magazines. It's like this third party, and they yeah. charge you all this extra stuff over time. I, I just love that it's like that. That's so funny. Like you really got to be committed to quitting to quit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was. Very committed. More committed to that than I've been to anything else in recent memory. <laughs> but yeah, it, a lot of hoops to Besides jump Besides losing play. weight. You're right. That I have, I was more committed to. Down, I believe, officially 41 and a half pounds since Jan- the end of January, beginning of February. 
So yeah, I was more committed to that. That took me over 100 days to do. This took me about five minutes. Uh, but yes, uh, Brock Lesnar wins the Money in the Bank contract. Wasn't even in the match. Just shows up at the very end. Apparently, Ali was supposed to win. And everyone else in the match thought Ali was winning. Apparently, Ali was told at the last second, Brock is actually going to win, but don't tell anybody. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first, but what are your thoughts on Brock holding the Money in the Bank briefcase? Um, I'll, I'll take it first. Um, obviously, I'm not happiest Brock. You know, it sucks because seven guys bang their body up and takes a bunch of crazy spots. And Brock Lesnar moseys down and doesn't really touch the ladder. Finn Balor, most of all, from what I saw. Oof. <laughs> uh, pro- probably the most. Um, definitely the most. But, yeah, it sucks that Brock won. Uh, everyone's tired of Brock. I'll, I'll give him credit for some comedy we got from him 24 hours later. But I hate to admit it. Overall, the result of the Money in Bank men's match sucked. Uh, I enjoyed the women's result, the women, the women's championship matches, and, and so forth with the show. There, there, there was some likable aspects. Uh, 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 the Money in the Bank ladder match, men's match, wasn't terrible. It's just the result sucks. Um, so, I mean, as far as a, you know, if we, we go to like a rating system, I can't even bury the show just because of that. Yeah, much, be, before so we get too like, much further. Using the universal. Oh, I was just going to say, before we get too much further, getting lost in my disappointment that I didn't get to meet Cardi B recently. <laughs> yeah, she had a party and everything, Pash. Yeah, I would have loved to, to have pulled up. Um, but. <laughs> but the slides of Pumas. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably would have gone Pumas if I was meeting Cardi B. I probably wouldn't have gone slides. Class. I lose. You lose like a half inch in height in slides that I wouldn't want to give up. You should have went forces. Forces would give you more height than anything. Yeah, you know what? I probably would have gone with with some Air Force ones. She'd respect that the most. Yeah, I I feel like she would have to. But I forgot about the rating system. So, uh, Alo, do we have a rating system for pay per views on the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast? Yeah, you kept Howie waiting for so long. He's been chopping <laughs> at the pitch. Come on, Howie. <laughs> Howie. Thanks for Xbox! Thank you for telling us what to do. Yeah. The following podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If the show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slower knocker. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. It will get... Hey, show stopper! Thank you, Howard. Alright, so, Eck, you already discussed a little bit your thoughts on Brock. You mentioned the rating system in, in your uh, in your thoughts. What is your rating for Money in the Bank? I, I'd give it a, a, a slobber knocker because overall, you know, it's kind of like that WrestleMania feel where I felt like they were trying to give us the results we wanted. Um, some matches, I think, really delivered. There are as much as they don't know what they're doing with certain championships, I think due to some results, it made certain reigns better than what you almost expected. So, you know, top to bottom, I didn't hate it. So, yeah, I give it a high slobber knocker. Alo, how about you? Um, 
I'll give it a. I'll just give it a plain slobber knocker. I was going to start right now. Champion Brock, I hate, but Troll Brock, I'm all for. <laughs> like the way I don't know if you saw the highlights of him like climbing the ladder and stuff. First of all, he made at least a hundred thousand dollars per step he took on the ladder. <laughs> For, from on Sunday night, but him like going to the top, like looking down at everybody, and just like the shots of like everybody looking all disappointed, and you know the internet's undefeated when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like he comes in for two minutes and, and steals the victory from everybody. But even on Raw, I thought his performance was was fun because he's basically trolling the fans, like yeah, I'm back, and nobody expected him to get the briefcase. And everybody always wants to be swarming surprise, and that was quite a surprise because nobody expected Brock Lesnar to climb a ladder. But a match that I thought overachieved was the women's money in the bank ladder match because when it comes to these ladder matches now. We even said last week, I think both of us said, like, ah, it'll probably be just another match. Like, it won't be anything special. So <laughs> it's good that they they uh, exceeded our expectations. Yeah, because, like, those things are, like, those ladder matches now are, like, Crash, a lot of story. We talked about who would be the standout last week. It was it would be one of the sisters, and Naomi was the one that actually showed out in this match. I thought Dana Brooke played a good role, even though we didn't expect her to. Uh, even the whole Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville storyline that came into effect when Man- when Sonya tried to help Mandy up the ladder, and they kept, on commentary they kept talking about all the sacrifices um, Sonya Sonya did for Mandy just for her to actually win the match. I and I. And, Last week we both picked Manny to win, but I wasn't mad at the fact that Bailey won. But yeah, I thought that match overachieved. I think AJ Seth was the match tonight. I love that match. Everything else was just kind of whatever. But it was it was a slob knock. It, it was a pretty enjoyable show. One of the better shows I think they put on all year. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm giving it a jobber for the obvious reason that. What else would you give it? I'm tired of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar showing up and winning the Money of the Bank briefcase was the reason why I was like, I'm not even going to bother watching this. I don't feel like it. Uh, I'm just, I'm sick of it. You know, e- even if what he did on Monday night was funny or entertaining, I don't find him in general to be something that I want to watch anymore. He's old news. He's not the next big thing anymore. I've seen everything that he has to offer, and I don't need to see any more of it. Uh,. So yeah, that the, the long and the short of it. I'm giving it a jobber solely for that reason. Um, Alo, I know you gave some thoughts on Brock. Do you have like any other things to add about Brock Lesnar? No, um, they did mention on Raw that well, when he tried, he teased cashing in on Kofi and Seth to end Raw, and then Paul was like, "We'll come back and make a decision next week." So we're gonna get that and. We can all assume now that he's going to challenge one of them two, one of the two. Well, actually, he's going to challenge um, Seth because Ziggler's going to end up facing Kofi at Super Showdown. So he's going to challenge Seth for the title at Super Showdown. But that's all I really had to say because I thought I, I thought he did a good job troll, trolling the crowd because he, nobody expected it and everybody was kind of not happy about it. So I, I thought he did a good job from that perspective. Right, and I, I could I could admit that that at least it was something nobody expected. Uh, so ratings were up seven percent from last week, which to me is not that big of a deal. Uh, also, I, I almost feel like Vince and whoever is uh, whoever his yes men are at this point will point to Brock Lesnar as the reason why ratings are up. But it was 
I thought he is the reason. Well, it is the night after a pay-per-view, for one. Um, I wouldn't even give it that reason. The ratings were really low the week before. They had hyped up debuting a new title. That was it. Um, and it's the only reason I watched. And the ratings were down 14% from the same week last year, not coming out of a pay-per-view. So SmackDown was up also, and I don't believe Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown too. So no. to me, these things kind of go up and down a little bit with like the, the main trend going downward anyway. So uh, to me, that, that just hammers home the point that Brock Lesnar is not a draw. He's not the attraction that they think he is or that they want to believe he is. He's just a has-been who might have been a draw at one time, but he is not anymore, and I'm tired of it, and I'm ready to move on from it. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. We're probably going to have him as the WWE champion when SmackDown first airs on Fox. Do you guys think that's what they're gearing up for? Highly likely. I wouldn't be surprised. Whatever Fox wants. <laughs> I guess that's true. It probably is more up to Fox than them at this point. Uh, you guys both mentioned the women's money in the bank. Bailey wins. To me, I think that's a shocking result. I don't think anybody really expected that. And she cashed in on the same night. There's obviously a couple of uh, like tentacles that come out of that. But the first thing we'll get to is... And Ayla, I'll start with you on this one. How do you feel about Bailey as the SmackDown Women's Champion? Do you have any hopes that uh, she'll get better treatment this time around? Um, as the champion or just in general? Both. Um, if she if she if she's kept far away from Charlotte, because <laughs> I don't want to see Charlotte anywhere near the title scene anymore. Like. Like I let this sink in the fact that she's a nine-time champion within four years. Like just let that actually sit in, sink in. I don't want her anywhere near Charlotte. Now, if she's facing Ember Moon, I'll even be following her versus Mandy Rose because that that'll go off of um what happened in Money in the Bank or even something with Carmella. Just something that we haven't seen yet on WWE because it's just it's been the same old stuff like. We talked about heading to WrestleMania, shoehorn Charlotte. Somehow, some way, Charlotte's <laughs> want to get in there. But and and then like she's away from Sasha Banks, so there's no. So I, I think I think there'll be less stop and go with stuff and plans changing over and over again. So I, I hope they treat her better. And she got another pinfall victory over Charlotte on SmackDown. So we'll see how it goes. And Eck, before you give your answer, is Teen still a huggy? Yes. Um... <laughs> It, she she was sleeping uh, or she was playing occupied during the money in the bank, but I actually had her uh, she just happened to be getting a snack and caught the, the winning of the briefcase. She popped, she danced. <laughs> I love Bailey. Blah, 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 blah. Then I went and I Did knew she give the passion was coming. No, she okay. just was dancing. All right. I got her to uh, come out for the cash and she popped for that as well. Good. So already, Making the babies happy, to me, is always the number one priority. So one mission was accomplished. But as Teen's father, what do you, how do you feel about uh, Bailey being the SmackDown Women's Champion? And like, what do Oh, you, I love it. Do you I, see I it being good this time, this time around? Trying to be optimistic, yeah. Um, I like to think due to her best friend and her being disgruntled and her sticking around, um, they're going to they're gonna shine her up. I hope they do. So th this was actually another reason 
why this got a jobber for me. Like, I'm happy for Bailey. Obviously, I think especially, like, if you're watching the show, it's probably fun to see it cashed in on the same night. So, one of the reasons is I did not want to see Charlotte defeat Becky Lynch. I wanted to see Becky defend both belts, at least on one show. So, I was, like, pissed that that didn't happen. The other reason is we now have the women's briefcase already used... And the men's briefcase is going to be cashed in on a show that none of us even want to watch. And now it's a whole year goes by that, like, this is not part of their storytelling when it could be, like, a good aspect of the show. Do you think that they are. Do you think maybe we overrate the entertainment that the Money in the Bank contract could provide on the show? Or do you, do you think they actually are just misusing it every year? It's been misused for the past three to four years. Um,. And I think just kind of the way I think it may play out, I think if Brock and Seth have the Saudi Arabia match, I don't think that's going to be him cashing in. I think that's going to be a match he has owed to him. And I don't know. We we won't really know till Monday. Um, but I still think he's going to cash in on Kofi. Alo, or whoever's oh. the WWE champion. It could be. Alo, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's misuse because um, – in recent memory, Seth's been the best male, and for Carmella a woman, was great. From Car- what Carmella I was excellent. She was excellent. I wanted her to win for a third time, but that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. But um, yeah, it's just it's just been misused, mis- being misused because I, it's especially now it's like they have everything. More, I, I think more planned out, and there's like more events to get to than what it was even three or four years ago. So it's like, okay, we, we got to get here somehow. Like, even when Alexa cashed in last year. Because remember, last week, I said I didn't think there would be a cash-in on the same night because they did right. it last year. But last, last year, when Alexa did it, they had to get to Alexa versus Ronda somehow, some way. So they did it the same night, and they had to, they had to build towards that for SummerSlam. Um, yeah, it's just been – the briefcase has just been, just been misused. And, like, even the, the last few male winners, it's like, okay, who cares? Like – Braun should have been champion before he even won it. Who care? Who, who even remembers Baron Corbin won it? I forgot he actually won it until they actually mentioned it on commentary before the match. And it, it's just it's just been completely misused in the last few times. Yeah, like so that was just another disappointment for me. Is like that's one of the things I feel like you can look to as like being a storyline on a weekly basis for a while. And like we're, we're just, I, I feel like we're just not going to get that at all. And you have to wait till next year and hope they do something with it. Uh, also, is Charlotte basically what everybody thought Roman Reigns was like three or four years ago? Yeah. Because if you look at Roman, he's been the Universal Champion one time. He's been the WWE Champion three times. In all this time, all these years that he's been supposedly shoved down our throat and all this stuff, four times he's been a world champion. Charlotte, in like maybe half the time, is a nine-time champion. She did not need to get that. But they just had to do it so Charlotte could get the ninth reign under her belt. And I know they took it right off of her, but it's like, I feel like you didn't need to do that. You could have just held off for another time. So, you, Alo, you agree that she is what everyone thought Roman was. Yeah, and it's, and it's worse with Charlotte because she's... She's in a division. Roman's not in a divi- really in a division. It's a majority male show, but Charlotte is a Charlotte is in a division with less with less talent than less talent, and there's only one one is one title on each show to go around. 
Right, so, like you could look at Roman as the top guy out of 50 guys. Yeah. But she is the top woman out of whatever it is, like 12 to 15 women, and she's like always a champion. Yeah. And she's always being put at the top. Yeah, like if you look at Roman's accomplishments as far as world titles, like she already has him more than doubled. And my guess yeah. is she's going to have 10 by the time the summer's over. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um is there any development with any, the women on either show coming? I mean, I know we have the Carmella Mandy Rose feud, which I actually think could be good and could be entertaining. Me too. Because I think one, obviously I think we all think Carmella is very good. And I think Mandy, as much as I don't like her, I think she could be like a very good enemy for Carmella. Like I, I don't, I can't really put into words why I think that, but I feel like she's like a good villain for her. Eck, I know you're the biggest Mandy Rose fan on the show. <laughs> Love that baby girl. How do you feel about this this feud that that we have just starting? I think and uh, I think anything anything she's been involved in this could be just my fandom. This could be me being a creep. I think everything she's been involved with has been good. Um, I read. It's funny we brought up Twitter earlier. There was a meme going around like a, a week ago, and it was like a, a still image of a, um, a a tweet, and it was unpopular opinion. And I've seen it this. was it was Naomi's only good feud was the one with Mandy sat or Mandy. Hmm. I felt like she had another good one recently. Well, it's just one person saying an unpopular uh, unpopular opinion. Oh, okay. that's all it is. True. Yeah, I did not see that. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I, I disagree with it though. Um, well, for shits and giggles, what other feud can you either of you come up with? I actually liked the feud that she had with Lana, which to me was the only thing Lana's ever done that was good on the show. Um, there was one from a couple years ago. Was it Paige when she turned on Paige? I liked that, and. There was something that happened in the lead up to her winning the women's title. Oh, her feud with Alexa, I thought was really good too. Isn't that who she beat mm -hmm. for the women's championship? I thought her feud with Alexa was really good too. And then we got the whole story of her getting injured and having to relinquish the title, and then she won it in her hometown at WrestleMania. Uh, true, so true, true, true. Now, and I would say that's more of a product of. A lot, of, a lot of the time she's been there, they were not doing anything good with any of the women anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's really only been the last couple of years that we've seen more of the women get time to shine. But other than that, has anything like developed now out of like out of Raw and SmackDown, or is it just <clears throat> continuation of everything we've already been seeing? I, I would pretty much hit that right on the nose. There's the you know, and this is why I'm here. There's the one little new thing, but pretty much everything besides that is kind of a stalemate. There was not nothing really new development with uh, Finn Balor and his Intercontinental Championship. He's defending it in Saudi Arabia. You know, it's not going to change because that's they don't do that there. And he's um, demon. He ain't losing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. He's billed as the um, demon. You got the United States Championship, which a match can't go for longer than 54 seconds. You got Ray and Joe, which are going to do tug of war for it. Um, the tag titles, I, I don't, I, who, who's, oh, SmackDown's what? The Wyatt family, 
Um, and you got the figure podcast with the raw ones. Nothing oh, they lost it. That. Who did? Um, Brian. Oh, yeah, they lost it on the pre-show <laughs> to the Usos. Well, I thought it was a non-title match. No, they lost on the pre-show. That was a title match? Yeah. Oh, dang. Uh, Eck, what was the one thing you came on the on the podcast for? The GOAT, Mick Foley, brought a new championship out. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll go over a couple more things from the pay-per-view. Uh, Kofi and Kevin Owens, first things first. I am Time thrilled. out, guys. Yes. According to the WWE app, Daniel Bryan is still SmackDown tag champion. Oh, really? As well as Rowan. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't I for the titles. So all day on the renders, he said it was for the titles. <laughs> you know, you know how they be. That's funny. I thought it was for the titles too. Uh, yeah, I could have sworn the graphics said for the titles. I think, and um, I think the rumors and the word was if they beat the champions in a non-title match, it doesn't hurt that they lose to the revival or Monday. Mm. Okay. Now, see, last week, it, last week it said for the titles. But the thing I posted on Instagram, it just says they're facing off against each other. It doesn't say anything about the titles. All right, so they didn't lose their tag team championships immediately after winning them, which I guess is good for Brian and Rowan, even though they were trapped on the pre-show. I am thrilled that Kofi Kingston uh, retained his title. From what I heard, this was a very good match, but I think I read somewhere, I might have been on... uh, John Canton of TJR Wrestling, I think, may have said that he felt like this match had a tough time following up AJ and Seth because that was so good. How could anything else have lived up to it? Um, I'm happy that he retained. I know we were, like, questioning it last week. We've been questioning it since he won it. How long was he going to keep it? So he's at least defended it on a pay-per-view. He's at least going to keep it for another couple weeks. Um... And that pay-per-view defense is like his third or fourth defense. Yeah, because he defended it on on Raw and SmackDown a couple times. Mm -hmm. So, leading out, and obviously you guys can feel free to say anything about the match you want, but I'm going to bring up that on Tuesday night, we got the return of Dolph Ziggler. Apparently, Kevin Owens does not want to go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, (laughs) Pat on the back for you, uh, Big O. I, I appreciate that. Uh Dolph Ziggler comes back saying, like, everything Kofi has, basically, I deserved it. You know, that should have been me at WrestleMania. And now he is getting a title match at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. Do either of you think, like, to me, this just cements that he's going to hold on to it past that show because if they were going to put another world title on Dolph Ziggler, I feel like they wouldn't have decided to just out of nowhere do it right now. Uh, Eck, do you agree with that, or do you think there's a chance Dolph takes it from him uh, since I like Dolph I like to think he could take it from him but it's not happening in the, <laughs> the great jewel area hey Alo, what about you and did you well, like this yeah the match was the match was good it's like you said it's hard to follow AJ and Seth but at the same time we talked about how Kofi doesn't really feel like the champion and how this feud always feel like feel as important as it should be and you kind of got the feeling out that match and not to digress too much but we, you, you specifically talked about AEW getting promotion during the NBA playoffs next year they just had a graphic of double or nothing 
at Kawhi, while Kawhi Leonard was at the free throw line and they just plugged it on television. Wow, really? Yeah. Like you just saw it? Yeah. Oh while, my god. While Eric that was just, talking, I want to. I didn't want to cut him off. That just made my whole night. <laughs> I knew. I knew Vince, you Steph, Paul. I hope you all saw it. Brian, <laughs> is he? St- oh, he's on sabbatical, right? He's oh. still there. Uh, he's come, he's supposed to be coming back, but yeah, uh, they, in the graphic, it, it wasn't the whole screen. It was just, and you know, um, a nice size in the corner. And it was they were plugging Kenny versus Jericho because those were the two guys on the graphic. To tell everybody where it's available, Bleach Report Live and pay per view and stuff like that. But yeah, back to the whole Kofi Kofi stuff. First of all, Dolph Ziggler with his Nicholas Cage performance was terrible. Everybody was going off saying this was a good <laughs> promo. Like this was it was terrible. He was like fake crying and stuff like that. It should have been me. I'm like, no, stop. It, it was not good. It, not not at all. And salute to Kevin Owens for not going to Je- to Jeddah because remember they don't say Saudi Arabia. They just say the city. Right. They don't acknowledge Saudi Arabia because we want to think Jeddah is just one place. But anyway. The, it's, the, the attack was fine, but it's like, like Eric said, like he's not dropping the title to, uh, to Ziggler. And Ziggler's just re- and replacing Kevin Owens because Kevin, o- Kevin Owens doesn't even want to go. And the one thing I'll add is the, the people in Saudi Arabia, because I'll say it, uh, they're not going to stop me from saying it. They will at least get, I, I feel like, get to watch a really good match between Kofi and, and Ziggler. And when's the last time we even saw Ziggler wrestle? Um... Rumble, Rumble or Rumble, yeah, Rumble or Chamber, one or the other. So you're talking about like half a year that people haven't even seen him. So it, it's been a while. Do you think there's yeah. a chance that this could be? Because I've talked a lot before, and I feel like I'm the only one that kind of has held this opinion that I I've said like they they should have shifts for a lot of these talents. Like you don't have to work all twelve months. We'll give you like a month or two months off every year, and then we could bring you back with something fresh for you to do. Do you think this could be like the thing that gets Dolph going again, or do you think the ship has just sailed and it will? It's never turning back around. I I, th- I think Dolph's fandom of having a championship match is something that entices him. The the check to go in Saudi Crown Jewel wherever. Um, is going to be huge for him. So, hey, Owens can't do this. We need you back. Big check, big money, in and out. Um, and they're pay- they're probably paying him a lot to not be signing with AEW right now. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. They would hate to see that. I mean, first AEW getting promoted on TNT during the NBA playoffs, and then Dolph, and then oh. Nick going to AEW. One more thing. One more thing I'm about to bring up too. Brandy Rose was featured in the Undefeated today. I'm glad you brought that up. I saw it. Uh, I, I forgot to put that in my notes too. All of these little things, like that, I've been like waiting for. Like all these little seeds are being planted. I know that Vince is cannot be happy about it. Um, Seth retained against AJ. Uh, it so. Everything I saw said this match was excellent. Is it excellent as in it was a really well-executed match and both guys performed great, or was it excellent to the level of, like, it's a match you need to see if you haven't seen it? A. So they both performed well, but it doesn't necessarily have to be seen by all. 
you have to see it if you want to see a really good wrestling match. If you want to be captivated by a story during a match, you don't really need to see it. There's some really cool spots. I was like, wow, that really actually happened. How'd they pull that off? But it's not, you know, it's not gutting for your heart. Hmm. And Ayla, what do you think? Is it a match that needs to be seen or it was just a really good match? It was a really good match. It, you know, like you could live without it, without seeing it. It's no AJ Cena. We'll put it that right. way. Well, what could be? Yeah, so. because John Cena was not involved in this match, and that's why yeah. <laughs> it was not must see. Yeah, the match was the match was the match was really good, but just say like you can live without it. I think Rollins pulled out all the stops, and you know they played the face versus face pretty well with all the counters and stuff, and how they had to kind of pull stuff out. And take each other to their limits. I, I really thought this match was good, but like Eric said, you could live you, you could live without watching it. Right. But okay. it was the best match of the night. Well, that makes me feel better. And I don't have anything else in my notes because it didn't seem like anything else really like resonated on the show. Was there anything else on this pay per view that like you really enjoyed or you really hated or that you feel like needs to be discussed to, to some level? Not not I. One thing I want to say is um, the refs. During a women's title match, they were on one. <laughs> I, um, I saw some social media reaction to it. To both match, like, because uh, Lacey had uh, Becky beat. I'm guessing Becky didn't turn her over quick enough, and the ref was just trying to play it off. And even uh, when before Charlotte hit the big boot and Becky had the inside cradle, that was a three count. But it's, I, I guess they didn't execute the workers didn't execute it properly, but. <laughs> Like, the ref didn't do a good job at all playing it off either. And there were a bunch of other, like, ref issues that were, like, part of matches, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, the Miz and Shane thing. Shane put his foot on the rope during a three count in a cage in match. In a cage match. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and But they acknowledged that on commentary. And even when Bailey cashed in on Charlotte, Charlotte never got up for the bell to ring. They rang the bell when Charlotte was still laid out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you, like, I don't feel like I lost anything by not spending three hours and 38 minutes watching Money in the Bank. And also, it does not need to be three hours and 38 minutes long. There's no reason for it. When maybe 40% of the show is good and the other 60% is average to below average, you don't need to give us that much. If it was great, fine. But when it's not, you don't need to do it. Uh, so now I will move on to, again, I don't have many notes on Raw and SmackDown. I, my guess is there's not a lot to talk about. I, I think will, there's one topic to talk about between the other t- the two shows. I think we kind of touched on everything. I have two more notes. So the first one I'll start with is exactly what Mr. Trembicki, Ek2Fly, wanted to talk about, the 24-7 championship. And before you give your thoughts, I'm not going to go in-depth, but... I like to try to be, like, as real as I can be. And you guys know that I was, like, clowning WWE as soon as they announced they were having a new title. We all did. Yeah. But you know, but you guys know I was, like, basically rooting for this to be the dumbest thing ever. To give me, like, one more, like, nail in that coffin. And I have to say, of all the things they could have done, this was the best thing that they could have done. Uh, and I appreciate it. So, Eck, I will turn the floor over to you because I know that's the whole reason you're here. Give, give us your, your thoughts, your promo on the 24-7 championship. So the 24-7 championship is a pretty unique name. 
uh, basically just going off one of the multiple rules for the hardcore championship. You throw it with a boxing title look. Yeah, it looks like something Floyd would have. Yeah, yeah, it's, the WBC it's, title. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's an ugly belt paying homage to my youth with a, a fun, fun rule. Um I started to cringe when I saw the belt kind of peeking out because I knew it wasn't the original hardcore championship right. design. And that was your um, hope going into it. Like Foley is the one introducing it, it's gonna be the hardcore title. So Foley has even said in an interview, I can't remember if it was Hall of Fame last year or if it was this past one, but he was invited to the Hall of Fame and he didn't go because he was trying to stay to the script of him getting fired. So he hasn't been on WWE except like the network, like Edge and Christian show or something. And all of a sudden he has nothing to do with the product and they advertise the night before Raw. Mick Foley's coming to announce WWE's new title. Why Mick Foley? Like, why are they bringing him? Mick Foley's the, the first hardcore champion of all time. It makes the most sense. Um, again, the design, I don't like it. I don't think anyone really does. Um, the scramble they had going for a couple minutes was kind of fun. You got to see some familiar faces. Titus O'Neil gets his – he's the inaugural champion, and he gets his first singles win – he is a company guy. He touts the company. They, I guess, they put it on the right first guy. I don't, <laughs> I, like, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny because when I saw certain people tugging for it, I'm like, all right, that guy's not gonna get it. That guy's not gonna get it. Eric, Eric, I'm sorry. I'm gonna cut you off. But I love that you're touting that. That it's, it's, it, it was a great opportunity to win a title for 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. It was but a mess, it goes down you know, to the record books forever. He's always going to be known as the first for, for, for the three or four years they keep the belt. Yeah, but um, it was fun. Uh, Bobby Roode had you know the second reign, and it was obviously longer. And then our truth, you know, cashes in. Lanky he reign. uses the twenty four seven. He's the reigning defending champion, and he's comical. Uh, social media is making his run way better. The yeah. fact that he made it to SmackDown and, and he's he left it with the it. European champion, he has called it the European Championship. That, right? next, oh, exactly next good. to like <laughs> the, the thing. The thing I like. Um, Aaron said in the group text, "Our <clears throat> Truth, the first African American twenty four seven champion." Well, our truth. Our truth is hold this title, and Kate Quick held the Hardcore Championship, so he's the first person <laughs> to hold both titles that are defended twenty four hours, seven days a week. Um, Maybe I'm he's Mr. 24-7 now. I, I like to look at it like this. Uh, over a year ago, I think we probably briefly skimmed over it on the show when NXT was uh, bringing out the North American Championship. I was not a fan of the design of the belt. The people that have held it, the matches that it has been defended in, made me a fan of the design. Um, the NWA Nationals Championship is the same story for it. This belt, I don't like the design, but if we keep getting our truth doing comical stuff like this, if we could get like the good brothers turning on each other, we get some comical stuff. Uh, I, I'm all for it. Right, like all the belt I, could end I've, up meaning something to you. Exactly, and we all know I've said on this show at some point. No, I'm sorry. Over the years, I've probably said it four or five times that they need to bring the hardcore title for stuff like this for the guys that are unused, for the guys that have been there for years and have never had an accolade. Um, this is something fun for them. And since I've been saying it for so long, they might as well give me a, you know, a, a three hour run with the damn thing. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I ain't hard to find. I mean, it's open to the WWE roster. It's open to Raw, the Raw roster, the SmackDown roster, the NXT roster, the NXT UK roster. Do they have any hey, other you. rosters? Yeah. The 205 Live The 205 roster. Live roster, that is true, which I am part of now, finally. <laughs> yeah, if all those people are eligible, what, like, why shouldn't you be? And, like, the best one of the, one of the best tweets I, uh, I saw was from Naomi. She says, hey, Truth, where you at? I want to buy you breakfast. <laughs> so, I have a few thoughts. Alo, what how, what are your feelings? Like, what, whatever you think of, of the title, whatever you think of Truth, the way it's been handled so far, anything you have on the 24-7 championship. Well, the belt's hideous. We all, we all agree with that. But um, I liked it. Like, um, it brought back around, like... And you know the internet is so stupid now. So they're complaining. It's like, oh, it's just a jobber's title. I'm like, what the hell was the original hardcore title when they had a 24-7 rule? It was a jobber title. And it, not it to was... mention, whoever's saying that probably was saying for the two days before, we don't want another title anyway. Exactly. And then the next day they love it. It's just like the original hardcore title when the 24-7 rule was created by Crash Holly. That, you know how many people held that title that did nothing? Like, the Headbangers from 2000 was still in WWF because of that hardcore title. And a lot of guys got stuff to do because of that hardcore title. Like, Steve Blackman, if Crash, if Crash Holly never had the hardcore title, what would Crash Holly ever be? And we all remember, we all, we all remember Crash Holly for the hardcore title. And then, then when he got rid of the rule, you had guys like RVD, who had the title, who actually met, made, some, made, something up, made something up to say. But, yeah, like, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I hated the rat race for the title. I, th- <laughs> I thought it was so silly. Do you, know what Titus- it was, do you know what it was exactly like? It was exactly like the way XFL football games used to start. <laughs> and they used to just put the ball down at the 50 the yard line, and a guy from each run running. would, and a guy from each team would run towards it. That's what it reminded me of. Well, Vince is starting that back up. But <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was so silly. I got some laughs out of it, but then like. When Bobby Root, when Robert Roode was running around and hiding, the way our truth one was fantastic. But SmackDown, the highlight of my week with him and Carmella, Carmella uh, Truth having to wear Carmella fixing him up a bit, give him the half shirt. And I don't know if he saw this, but when the guys came down to the ring during Carmella and Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose match, and Truth and Mella hopped the barricade, Carmella hopped on his yeah. back. I don't know if he saw that. <laughs> so good, like I. I couldn't get enough of it. Our troops a legend. I don't ever want him. I want him to be the Houdini of twenty four seven. Because this, <laughs> it was so good. I laughed so hard. It gives people that you won't see on TV something to do. Of course, the belt's a joke, but it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun, and it gets everybody on TV. And that's what you guys want, right? You guys always wonder where everybody is. So now you're gonna see him. Yeah, like I feel like I didn't want another title. They don't need another title. Like they have too many already, and most of the ones they do have, we don't care about anyway. And even when I saw like what the title was, I was like, eh, who really needs it? And then I think I saw like a, a video on Twitter, and I was like, well, you know what? It it does provide entertainment. Like it is entertaining. It's something. It gives us like something different other than just like promo match backstage promo match in-ring promo backstage interview this is something that looks and feels entirely different than anything else we see on the show um 
I think like the wild card rule is asinine, but I think this is great that this could end up on any show in the company. Uh, what I really hope is that they take full advantage of they could do stuff outside, they could do stuff on location, they could do stuff anywhere, anytime, they could pre-tape stuff, it could be a running thing throughout pay-per-views. I really hope that, hey, they're, they're making refer- record profits, they're always telling us. So put some of those record profits towards <laughs> allowing this thing to be as good as it could be, because to me, I care more about this title than I do about anything else in the company. Well, I'm glad you said that because they kind of started doing that. Because I know Matt Hardy had a SmackDown exclusive. He well, he sent a referee to find our truth. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I love that. Like the fact that this could be something that takes place like throughout the week too, when there isn't programming. And I think our truth is the perfect guy to have it because, as I've said for years, like there's nobody in who has like provides more entertainment like per minute that he's on TV than our truth he always is entertaining he never fails the stuff with Carmella was amazing the one I was hoping Carmella would like turn on him but I kind of like that they still have this bond and she's helping him keep it like when they started running down and she was the one who warned him like truth truth run like <laughs> she actually cared that he that she didn't want him to lose it so and I hope that she helps him keep it for a while and I would love for her to be the, the one who eventually steals it from him um the other thing I'll say, and Alo, you, you kind of alluded to this, and Eck, you alluded to it a little bit too. When people talk about the Attitude Era with like such reverence, I think it's rarely about like how good the matches are. We all know like they, the, the match quality in 1998, 99, 2000 was not the same as it is now. But I think why the show was much more enjoyable back then than it is now is you cared about everybody on the show to some degree like we all talk about too cool like you get hype for them coming out or like even the oddities who i didn't like like they had a segment of the show where i'm like oh here's the oddities i don't like the insane clown posse but they were like they felt like part of the show the hardcore title like it was like the depth of the roster where like everybody meant something this will allow more guys to mean more on the show so, like, I, to me, that's probably the best part of the whole thing is, like, all of these guys who are wasting away doing nothing or doing matches that don't really matter, now there's a reason for us to, like, care to some degree about these guys. Uh, so I, I think it was a great idea by them. I'd love to know who came up with the idea, but I'm glad that they implemented it. I'm glad that it has been so much fun already, and I hope that they, like, invest in keeping it this fun and making it more fun. Do you guys have high hopes for the future of the 24-7 championship? I don't have high hopes for nothing that involves the A. Alo, do you feel any differently than heck? I care about this title more than anything. Yeah, so do I. Um, it's entertaining. That's all I care about. It's entertaining. I'm a fan, and I'm here for it. I just, my hopes will not be risen. Right, like you, you're not anti the title. You just feel like they're probably going to eventually wear out the welcome of this thing yeah or not my, do it justice. My, my silly self's probably gonna end up buying the damn thing oh uh, we know that i think if it was available on wwe shop you might have bought it already and everybody's got a price and you can't say for sure that you wouldn't have bought it already <laughs> i can't i'd be drinking <laughs> uh last note i have on wwe and this won't be a long conversation uh bray wyatt 
we got like a, a brief promo again too short it was too short but like i thought it was effective because i think we've talked a little bit about like is he gonna have some type of like psychological hold over kids or whatever i mentioned the stuff that i love that he did with cena where he was winning the kids over a few years ago and clearly that is like what they are going for that he has some type of hold on them and they like really leaned into that with this short promo Obviously, you guys don't just have to answer the question I'm going to ask. If you have any thoughts, you could throw them in. How much longer do you think it's going to be before we see him, like, at the live show? doesn't even have to be wrestling. Like, it could be a promo. He could be backstage. Like, how long do you think it's going to be? Alo, I'll start with you. And obviously, throw in any other thoughts about Bray that you have. Um, I don't know when we're going to see him. I don't know. Oh, oh well, c- congratulations, congratulations to the legend, Bray Wyatt, on on the birth of his son. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know when I when I expect to see him because I don't know where he can come in. Eric made a joke saying Kofi had fun and all, but give give him give Bray back the title now. Who so said that? I, Eric made Eric made, oh, made that joke today. <laughs> so, Eric, ready for a title run for Bray? I mean, he's been doing a lot of good things this past uh, nine months. <laughs> I guess he has. Yeah, but other than that... His I, past nine months been a lot more fun than my last nine months, and mine's been pretty wild. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know what's in store or when, when I expect to see him, because I have no idea whether they even want to start with him. And, Eck, what do you think? Or maybe not even... When I think he's the next we'll 24-7 champion. It's a, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> when do you feel like you need to see him at the actual show? Extreme Rules. So that's what, in July? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd be cool with like a new vignette every week for another month and a half. I mean, I honestly would too, as long as they're good. Exactly. And it's not like it's not like they're doing vignettes for someone that you never see, and it's not like... It's not like Lacey Evans who walked down the stage for nine weeks and, like, <laughs> unless you know NXT, you know her. It's like, you know who Bray Wyatt is. He's been here for over five years. They're, like, that's a vignette you can tease. Yeah, and like I said, I've, I've seen some stuff on social media from the people outside WWE that are involved with this. And, like, they've said how excited they are about this and how... Like, we're not even close to done yet, so I think they have a lot of stuff that can entertain us and keep us interested without him being there. And that's the part, as we've all said before, that we're scared of, that, like, they're going to ruin it once he gets there. Hopefully, that's not the case, but not what am I looking at. Who is that? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Eric. Legend. (laughs) Um... But I, I don't think there's much else to talk about. So if you guys want to get into AEW, Double or Nothing, uh, we can do Pass, that. Are now. you watching? Huh? Are you watching? Probably. Uh, so I, I'll go first because I'm going to have the least to say about this. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that I'm happy that they're doing it. I'm happy that this event is happening under the AEW banner. Like, this is officially, like, part of their company. Uh, I think this is a huge opportunity for them. And 
I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think that there is going to be a lot of pressure on them to like really deliver because to me this is almost going to be I don't want to say like make or break, but this is going to like set the tone for what AEW could be when they start on TV. Uh, the one thing that I think they have going for them, uh, Cody, I saw in an interview earlier today, talked about how they want to service like the fan that has lapsed, like the fan that maybe is still hanging around with WWE, but they feel like they're not being served by the product. And if I've learned anything through social media, it is that people are only interested in being given exactly what they want. You know, it doesn't matter if 90% of people think something is good. If it's not what I wanted, it sucked. And I think that they have the right idea in being about fan service because that's all fans seem to want anymore is to be served exactly what they want. So I think that they're on the right track if that's the route that they're going. They obviously have a ton of talent on this show. I want to see them succeed. Obviously, I'm thrilled that they're already getting advertised on TNT during the NBA playoffs. I hope that this show does well. I hope it's a great show. I hope they sell a ton of pay-per-views. I am a little nervous that maybe a lot of people aren't going to want to pay $50 for a pay-per-view. But I am rooting for them. I have a lot of faith in them. And I want to see them do well and I want to see it be a great weekend around AEW and I don't know who wants to go first and give your thoughts whatever they may be but you know what Eck I'll go with you um yeah so I'll say and this is something Aaron can re- relate to if the good brother uh prep was here he would be agreeing as well uh pretty disgusting feeling not being in um Las Vegas this weekend or not being Las Vegas bound um, all in was all in weekend was one of the most fun wrestling. It probably, it was the most fun wrestling weekend I've, I've ever had in my life. Uh, out did mania. Uh, I haven't done a bunch of weekends that were dedicated to wrestling. I mean, uh, NXT takeover and rumble in Philly was one, but th- this was special, uh, being, you know, out of the normal city that, you know, we all around and love with, you know, some of my closest friends, uh, being around so many people in the business, that special event, this is the part two of it. I'm looking very much forward to watching it. I'm sure it's going to be as good, if not better, than All In. And All In was a special show that, you know, it put asses in seats. And they obviously did that. They sold out the MGM in four minutes. Uh, there's a lot of matches I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the surprises. Uh, I'm hoping they don't disappoint me with the title design like everyone else's, but uh, that's just <laughs> Does that mean my, it? That, that's my fandom in me. Uh, but I mean, everything top to bottom of the show looks like it should be fun. It should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Well, on first sight, does that mean anything to you on first sight? Um, judging by the belt that they claim to have inspiration from, that thing's pretty damn ugly. And I hope it doesn't really look like that. What belt did they get inspiration from? Um, I, f- which belt? I forgot. It's, it's, it's huge. It's not an NWA. It's it's like a eight. Was it an AWA belt? Yes. Um, yes. Yes. It's an AWA uh, Northern States Heavyweight Championship, something like that. It's like it was a regional championship, and it is it's its design is real big. Um, and they they tease the belt in the um 
either the road to double or nothing series where the guy, it was too big for the comedian that was hosting the segment yeah. to pull it out of the bag. I don't know. That's cool and all, but I just look at it, you know, everyone and Chris Jericho touts it all the time. How it's not the nineties. It's not the eighties. You don't need to be a giant. I just, one thing I'll never understand if, if the wrestler, the pro wrestler is smaller than the image back in the day. Why are the belts bigger than it was when they were giants? Right, just a little pet now, peeve. Now the belts are going to be gigantic on these smaller guys. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, I, obviously, I, I'm I'm hoping we get a, a CM Punk or a, a Dean Ambrose, <laughs> uh, you know, surprise. I, I don't. Who, who wouldn't hope for something like that? I obviously, I think we're going to get one of those too. I do too. Uh, like I have no doubt one of those guys will be there. Like at all. Alo, yeah. what do you think? Not well, just about as, that, but about AEW and Double or Nothing as a well, whole. Well, as, as far as the belt goes, Eric may hate it on first sight, but I guarantee you he'll be one in two months or enter a raffle down the road for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I don't. I, I think there's kind of less pressure on them now because. Because off of the success, off of the success of All In last year, like Eric said, they kind of went all they kind of went all out for it, and you know, um, one of the um, one of the Facebook groups I'm in, it's not a wrestling group. It's a it's a podcast, a local podcast I listen to, uh, League of Geeks, and uh, there's not many wrestling fans, and it. it's like maybe a handful of us in there. And one of the guys he uh, he posted what are our thoughts on AEW, and I just basically I'm gonna paraphrase a bit. I just told him that. You know, WWE is still going to be king, but we need an alternative. These guys, you know, they made a name for themselves without really being on TV. You know, Ring of Honor is on TV, but at the same time, what, 11 o'clock at night, New Japan's on access. A lot of stuff you, times you see them is off secondhand stuff. And, you know, somebody's a casual who came in and talked about it. He's like, well, they need to do this, they need to do that. I'm like, look, you got to give it time. It's like, they're not going off. You can't always, like, tell everybody everything. Aaron snapped. He's like, it's a t-shirt company. (laughs) That was not me. That was not me. (laughs) We all know that. But, um, yeah, I always tell him, look, you can't throw everything. You can't throw everything on your plate at one time. You know, you got to give him a little time, a little at a time. And uh, he's like, well, I don't know any of the guys. Like, well, you're going to learn the guys. Like, I'm sure by the time um, TNT gets it, when debuts on TNT in the fall, you already, you you would have already seen Double or Nothing. You would have already seen they have a show in July coming out. I believe All In 2 is in Chicago um, Labor Day weekend. So you're going to know these guys. And I'm excited for them. A lot of these, a lot of the time, a lot of these guys, it's their first big break. Uh, Kylie Ray is our first big break. Britt Baker is our first big break. MJF, who we love, is, is really his first big break. Um, some guys, like... Uh, What's the the Lucha Brothers? They're known as one of the best tag teams in wrestling, but they're going to be on a big platform. So I'm excited for all the wrestlers who actually get in this first big break. And I know I have no doubt that this show will actually overachieve and be better than All In. Yeah, I think like they obviously built up a lot of goodwill already with how much everyone loved All In, and honestly, how much everybody loves this thing that they're taking on and this journey that they're on and like what they've done for the last couple years. Uh, another thing I wanted to make mention of, I do not like Bill Simmons. Uh, He's from Boston. We know. Yes. Uh, but he is like one of the most influential people in sports media over the last 20 years. 
And he is a guy who has talked quite a bit and written quite a bit about pro wrestling uh, in his time writing for ESPN and podcasting and, and all this stuff. I mean, he, I think, I believe he, well, no, he, he was gone from ESPN by the time the Ric Flair 30 for 30 came out. But his podcast just this past week, uh, he talked about AEW Double or Nothing on his podcast. So, like, this is a guy who only, like, talks about wrestling a little bit here and there. He was talking about Money in the Bank, and he immediately pivoted to WWE's about to have competition, this AEW company. They have guys that, like, the hardcore fans like, like Kenny Omega. And, like, even something as small as that, like, getting mentioned by a guy who probably gets over a million listeners, if not two million listeners, every week on his podcasts, for him to talk about it in a way of, like, this could be competition for WWE, whether he's right or not, and whether he's actually knowledgeable about the business, which I don't think he is. I think that's like a big deal to the casual fan who maybe did stop watching WWE and might say like, oh, I'm curious what that is. Let me look it up. I think that they, I think they're going to put on a very good show. I think that it matters too much. I think they're way too invested for them not to. And I really hope that this is like, the kickstart of when double or nothing two happens leading into them being on TV. I like, I truly want to see them have like a built in like million viewers for their first TV show. If not more, I'll be surprised if it's less than a million, because if two and a half million people are watching raw every week, I can't imagine that half of that or close aren't going to watch the premiere episode of, of AEW. Are there any how, matches? Oh, go ahead, Alo. How much was how much did All In cost you on pay per view or wh- however you watched? I don't remember exactly, but I think it was like twenty five or thirty, and I think this okay. was fifty. Yeah, because a lot a lot of people are complaining that it's fifty bucks, and I think that's like that's one of the things that does concern me a little bit. Is a lot of people might say like, well, it's not worth it. Well, see, I don't really agree with that because I think because of the success of All In. And how they've been successful kind of since with the startup of AEW that they've earned the right, even all even also for one show and their own personal brands, I think they've earned the right to charge fifty bucks for a show. But do you I like, couldn't agree more? So my my concern is just like let's say there are I have no idea. Do either of you know how many people bought double or bought all in? I don't. Let's just say for for argument's sake, they sold, you know, five hundred thousand pay-per-views for that, and people paid twenty-five or thirty bucks for it. Like, I do think that there are people that will say, "Ah, it was worth it for thirty. I don't think it's worth it for fifty, and not buy it." Now, granted, they don't have to get the same amount of people that they got because they're charging twenty dollars more. I mean, they could theoretically get seventy-five percent of the audience and still make more money than they did for the last one. I like I just worry a little bit that that will like steer some people away. I don't think it's going to steer everyone away cuz I think most wrestling fans are excited, but that like that was like a concern for me when I saw that. I'm not going to complain because like you guys said, I think they have every right to ask for what they want to ask for for all the work that they've put in and for the entertainment that they've already provided and that we know they're going to provide. Uh is there a match either of you are looking forward to most Be- before we get on the matches pass uh, also keep in mind 
all in. Now you bought it for that $25, $30 uh, price point. Now I think this thing in the States is also available on like fight TV or something. Uh, it is, but it is. now when all in happened, it was available on fight TV. It was available, I believe on honor club and it was available on uh, new Japan world. So you had a bunch of streaming services that if you had an account or you could inexpensively get an account for it and you could stream this. Right. And they're not doing that this time, I'm assuming. I think just fight, and then I, and I don't really know the details of their account, but yeah, it's either that or pay-per-view. And I would assume if they are their own standalone company now that Ring of Honor and New Japan won't be like, hey, we'll help you get more viewership, because <laughs> you're competition yeah. for us now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, but like, I do think they'll be successful, and I do think they'll sell a lot of pay-per-views still. What matches are you guys looking forward to the most? Well, since uh, Hangman Page and uh, Pac, their match has been canceled, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Hangman Page is going to be doing. I think whoever the surprise for the show is, I think we'll probably have a match against him. And that would be good. (laughs) If it ends up being Punk or Moxley, I'm sure that would be like a a big deal in the wrestling community. And I mean, well, I guess I'll just wrap up my thoughts on it. I'm looking forward to, I'd say, like the the big matches. I'm looking forward to, you know, the battle royals. This is a unique battle royal. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the brother versus brother attitude era versus the all elite guy. I'm looking forward to Cody versus Goldust. I mean, that's that's going to be a huge match. But I really think I'm looking the most forward to is um, Kenny versus Jericho because. It's really one of those situations I really don't know who's going to win. Um, I, I kind of, my fandom wants Jericho to win. Um, Jericho is doing a great job of putting over on how he has to win this, how it, it ruins his credibility if he's going to this company and then he loses. Um, I think it helps keep his name value strong, but they want to make every win and every loss mean something. So. I almost, you know, Kenny's going to be the future of this company. Why would he lose? Uh, I'm very excited because I just don't know who's going to win. Either way, there, there's an argument for either guy. So I'm, and, and that is the main event. I'm looking forward to that the most. Yeah, Alo, what about you? Um, well, I was looking forward to the Hegman Page and Pac match, but since Pac didn't want to take a fall, <laughs> they they released it. They had a match this past weekend that they released on. Their YouTube channel, so you can actually see it, but it's just not on. The, it's not on the stage of Double or Nothing. But I'm looking forward to the whole Cody and Dustin thing because I don't know what to expect from Dustin because we haven't seen him in in years as anything but Goldust. So, and the way the story is being laid out is like Eric said, is added to era versus new era because Cody, even on the road to Double or Nothing, Cody talked about how he can't stand the Attitude Era, and he's been saying that there's been five matches within the past two months. That's been better than the entire attitude era, but it's not about the matches really when it comes to the attitude era. We can get into that. That's a whole nother argument. But I'm looking forward to that. And, um the, whole, the I'm not is it still called over the budget battle royal or is it called something nah, like it's that? the casino casino uh, battle royal casino casino royal, royal yeah. yeah casino battle royale. I'm looking forward to that because the winner of that they they get inserted into the AEW title match and there's not really too many super big names in that match. I'm, I'm sure the winner would end up being a surprise. In the course, in Jungle course, Boy. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Who'd you say? Jungle, Jungle Boy. 
Jungle Boy. <laughs> I'm all for it. And, um, and of course, um, Jericho versus Kenny. And I'm sure the tag match with the Bucks and the Lucha Bros will be really good too. Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, the thing I'm looking forward to most is Jericho versus Kenny. Big match Ken and the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho. I think it's going to be great. And honestly, I'm not even going to pick out any other matches. I'm honestly just excited for a show that's going to be different than what we get once a month on pay-per-view from WWE. Like, it's just going to feel different. I will feel different while I'm watching it. It... There's just like a different feeling around everything about this than the stuff that we have to watch every Monday, Tuesday, and every roughly fourth Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wish them the best of luck. I have no doubt that they will deliver uh, on what they have promised, and I expect very big things from all of them. Uh, anything else wrestling-related? Nope, none for me. Uh, th- then the last thing I'll mention is... As we are recording this, it is the 20th anniversary of the death of Owen Hart, uh, one of the saddest uh, events to ever happen in WWE, in the world of wrestling as a whole. Uh, I know everyone on this show has a great appreciation for Owen, and I think the whole wrestling fan community holds him like very close to their hearts. Uh, so I don't really know what to say other than, like, Owen, you are missed, you are beloved, uh, people have not forgotten you, which, and they remember you fondly, which is a real achievement uh, for anyone to be gone for 20 years and still be talked about in such a positive and uh, a lot of times glowing way. Um, so yeah, you were gone too soon, but we appreciate everything that you gave us while you were here. Any thoughts on Owen Hart from you guys? Uh, a great he should have got more in his time while he was here he'll be forever missed and it's an honor to watch any of the stuff he did whether it's promos the shenanigans <laughs> um he's a legend truly alo <sighs> truly ahead of his time yeah could you imagine he'd, he'd be one of the few guys that would be like always entertaining right now no matter what they yeah. gave him to do yeah and you can't say that about many guys. Yeah, and 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 Kevin Owens kind of Kevin Owens always tried to patent himself after Owen because that was his favorite wrestler. And you could see a lot of the stuff. You could see a lot of Owen in Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, it makes perfect sense that that would be a guy he would look up to. Um, and what about listener questions? Uh, we didn't have anything this week. We, Donovan did tell you hello. <laughs> hello, Donovan. <laughs> it is it is nice to to hear from you. Um. alright so I guess that is it please subscribe on iTunes please leave a 5 star rating or review Alo, would you like to move some merchandise yep what a maneuver I met to embrace Max should I start saying would you like to move some merchandise like the uh, HBK theme song <laughs> uh, we'll give it a go how about that <laughs> alright next week I'll try to remember to say it uh, but that is the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Everyone enjoy AEW's Double or Nothing. Uh, enjoy Double or Nothing weekend, if you're whether you're in Vegas or whether you're at home, watching with your friends or alone. Uh, for Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. 
I am Ron Pashery Jr., and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the pump handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand, this is Superman, it's a summer slam, here we go again, fans mocking man, man I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land, off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell, talking madness, awesome well, what I'm cooking man, y'all off the cell.